Welcome to the Mike and Micah podcast presented by Legendary Sports Network. I'm Mike here with the usual crew, Micah, LQ, and Prime. How's everybody doing this week? I got everything good. Hey, man. Uh, we're doing this podcast. This I actually wanted this to be one of our last podcasts, but after every divisional preview, this topic always came back up, and I was just like, you know what? We, we can't wait on it anymore. So we're doing the AFC North today. Um, a lot of good teams in this division. There are a lot of uh, mocks out there that do that have different teams winning this division. So we're going to break it down, every aspect of each of these teams, and see where we have them ranking up at the end of, end of the season and where we see them ending up for the season, whether that's the playoffs, the Super Bowl, Super Bowl champion. So many different things can come out of this division. But we're going to start, as usual, with the questions that – uh, we usually have a question for each team, and we're going to start with the Bengals. So I'll start with you, Micah. With the Bengals, is this going to be Andy Dalton's last season? Yeah, man. I mean, I would have to say so. Uh, Andy Dalton, I feel like he is one of the most underperforming quarterbacks maybe within the last decade simply because I just feel like with the talent he has given, he has had a litany of great receivers, A.J. Green, uh, as a recent guys like Tyler Boyd, just a list of off. Uh, I mean, you could just go on, honestly. And I just feel like with the teams he's had, and with a solid defense too. I mean, Marvin Lewis, those Marvin Lewis teams were pretty good. It just never got done, and I feel like every time he's had to step up in situations, it just hasn't been it for him. Uh, you know, I, I wish that he was the guy that the uh, excuse me, that Cincinnati thought he would be, and when they drafted him, what was it like twenty eleven or about that time, but. He's just—it's kind of almost like the Carson Palmer situation where they have. I mean, he's a decent quarterback with some good stats, but you have yet to got postseason success, and you know, without being stagnated, it's like how far can you keep going with Andy Dalton? So, I think it's time. Um, he probably start on another team. If anything, I don't think he's a, a backup player, and I don't think he's terrible. But he's just underperforming, and you just hate to see from a guy like that that it's just not getting it done in the playoffs or when it matters. Prime. Yeah, this would be his last season. Also because they brought in a new head coach. And those the new head coaches, especially with him, an offensive minded head coach, uh, which who he came he came from the Rams and the McVay system, so that he's gonna want to bring his own guy in. Um, I was kinda surprised that they didn't draft Dwayne Haskins because it was reported that the Bengals were really high on him and I think they're just gonna let Andy Dalton Play all this last year, but like Michael said, always underperforming. Had good teams, good offenses, uh, solid defenses. I mean, you can look at Marvin Lewis as the problem, but if you're ten and six and you're getting to the playoffs, and I think at that point the court it's the quarterback's fault if you can't get it done in the uh, playoffs. LQ, I mean he's okay. It's like it's not like he's a bad quarterback and he's nothing like elite or great by any stretch of the imagination, but he's not, like, bad, like, Peterman bad or anything like that. He's maybe, like... Oh, great. No Peterman slander yeah, on the like, podcast. <laughs> <laughs> if you were uh, making a list of quarterbacks from 1 to 30, he'd be around, I think, as high as bro. 16. 22? Like, bro, what? He's, a, he's in the 15 to 22 range. 20. Yeah, he, he's, he's not He's in the mid-tier, awful. bro. Like, I feel like he's Kirk Cousins. Oh, Kirk's no, I mean, all right, we talked yeah, about yeah, it. Yeah, I'd rather have Jameis Winston over Andy Dalton. I don't, I, I don't like that. But, I hope but, I didn't say that on paper or on wax because I, I wouldn't say that. But <laughs> if I did, I'd um, take it back. Give me Andy Dalton over Jameis, bro. 
Yeah, I, I like Andy Dalton. I mean, like I said, he's not a bad quarterback and he's not elite or anything, but he's a pretty decent quarterback. And um, if Cincinnati isn't the place for him, I, I hope he can go somewhere where he can win because, like I said, he's not a bad quarterback. But it's a first-year coach. The coach is a quarterback's coach and kind of helped Jared Goff jump the curve that he was on. So we'll see. But he's not bad. I mean, yeah, I think it's going to be his last year. Um, I said – and the Tennessee Titans are going to draft Tua because they need another Hawaiian. We got Jake Fromm going down to Tampa Bay for Jameis. So that leaves Herbert for the Bengals here next year. That's that's Those are my three predictions. Like everybody said, he's not a bad QB. He's been um, – he's just been very, very all right, and that's not going to do anything for you, um, especially after, like you said, good Q, uh, good teams all around him making it to the playoffs, not being able to get over that hump. Maybe he needs a new environment. I'm not that high on Andy Dalton. He gets hurt. Um, he's not He's not a great quarterback. I don't think that – I think you need a great team around him to go ahead and, like, actually do something. Um, I would definitely rather take Kirk Cousins over him. I'm not, I'm not even a Kirk Cousins fan, but I'll definitely take him over him. I think there's at least 17, 18 quarterbacks right now that are better than Andy Dalton, but he's, he's still there. He's still going to be around the league, probably get an opportunity in a team that's uh, in a stopgap year, like a maybe be a Case Keenum type of role, just going from team to team until maybe he's able to find uh, find a spot. But I think he had his opportunity with the Bengals, and I think as a starting quarterback, and from we saw, we, we saw what we got these past couple of years, so I, I don't think he's going to get another long type of four or five-year stint to try to figure it out again. Uh, but moving on from the Bengals, because nobody really cares about them, we're going to move to the Cleveland Browns. Um, the Cleveland Browns have been the winners of the offseason in everybody's eyes. Odell, you got Baker coming back. You got Jarvis Landry. You got Chubb. You got Garrett. Uh, you got uh, Ward on defense. Everything just seems to be going right for the Browns. Everybody's picking them to either win this division or make the wild card. My question, I'll start with you, Prime. Are the Browns overhyped? Should we slow our roll on this Browns team? Are the Browns overhyped as far as their talent? No. All right. Like you said, you got Baker, Kareem Hunt, still got Nick Chubb, Odell, Jarvis, Antonio Callaway, David and Joku, then on defense, Greedy Williams, uh, Denzel Ward. I mean, Olivier Vernon on the edge, Miles Garrett on the edge. It's, it looks great on paper. Like, it's it's a Madden team that, you know, you just put on your team on franchise mode and just win all your games. But as far as head coaching, like I say, always say head coaching is very important in the NFL. We don't know what Freddie Kitchens is going to do. We don't know what he's about. He was the offensive uh, intern, uh, the interim offensive coordinator. So, it's it's going – we're just going to see. It's going to be – I think it's going to be hard for them. I don't think they're going to take the lead by a storm and go 12-4, and four, to be honest. They probably win only nine games this year. It's a lot of personalities. Odell doesn't get the ball. How is he going to react? Uh, Baker Mayfield, second-year quarterbacks usually don't do too well because, you know, teams got film on you, stuff like that. So, as far as their talent, they're not overhyped. But as far as their coaching – I think we just, you know, got to pump the brakes. Michael? I think you kind of projected it, what I've been kind of saying all offseason about the Browns. And it's basically, I mean, yes, you have what you need in the right places. The stars are there, bro. They're probably the most 
star, one of the most star laden teams right now, which is surprising because first of all, it's the Browns, but they're in a position where if they can be cohesive, they are will have the possibility to be a great team. I don't see it happening that first year though, or this first year. Um, I feel like we overrate what the Browns really are. They did, they still haven't won, or they still haven't had a winning season in a very long time. Um, they went seven, eight, and one. They did win. They did have a positive. Uh, excuse me, a positive win-loss in the division, positive record. So that's good to see. That's a stride for them. But I don't, I don't think they cracked nine games, like you said. I mean, I passed nine games, like you said, bro. Uh, if the AFC is bad, they might crack a little wild-card spot. But I doubt they see the playoffs. And it's going to be about what they do when they're down instead of, uh, you know, the highlights and stuff like that. Because if you keep this roster together for another two years, let Baker mature, you get the pieces you need, maybe two or three years, you could possibly have a nice little playoff run. But right now, it's not it. It's not time for them. Um, I hope the media kind of, like, doesn't project them in, like, top 10 power rankings or anything like that, because they're going to be a bust, and it's going to hurt a lot of fans' hearts. But they're a decent team, and they're on their way up, and I'm finally glad to see them making the right strides, but it's not a time yet. LQ? Uh, first and foremost, I would like to congratulate the fans of the Cleveland Browns, if there are any, on winning the uh, 2019 offseason championship. Oh. It looks really good on paper, and we're just going to have to see how that translates. Like, uh, like you guys have said, man, the additions of Kareem Hunt, of course, Odell, they got rid of uh, Jabril Peppers for Odell. I think that was kind of a steal, especially with the fact that uh, Jabril Peppers wasn't really coming to his own. So you got rid of him, brought in Odell, you get Olivier Vernon. Um, Greedy is an amazing corner, and pairing him with Denzel Ward is crazy. The Olivier Vernon and, like I said, Miles Garrett on that line is ridiculous. They got Mac Wilson in the draft, which is uh, a big sleep on a lot of people, but uh, from what I've seen from him at Alabama – it's uh it's up on the defensive side of the ball. So as far as overrating them, yes, because I don't really see them winning the championship year one. But uh for the future it is very scary in the AFC North. Um, I think I'm gonna be the only one different here. I don't think that this team is overhyped. Um just off the fact that yeah, Baker is their um is a second year QB, but Baker isn't the piece that's going to allow them to either be a terrible team or a great team. I think that their defense gives them an ability to be in almost every single game. Like you guys said, uh, Greedy and Ward, <clears throat> excuse me, Greedy and Ward, they're at the same time. That's that's going to be pretty locked down. It's going to be pretty fun to see uh, how they're able to, how they're able to uh, work together. And then you have Garrett and Vernon coming off the edge. So if Baker is going through a slump, you, you can always throw it up to Odell. Odell's going to make the big catches. Jarvis Landry has great hands also. Chubb is a good running back. Once Hunt comes back, that's a scary one-two duo. So I think that <clears throat> I think that at this point that this team doesn't have really a weakness. And if you do point out a weakness, it is Baker. But I think Baker, with all the tools he has around him uh, offensively, the fact that they brought Freddie Kitchens back, that means that they really like something uh, and the way that they work together. I don't think that they're overhyped. I think they're going to find a way to um, – uh, find a way to be a very competitive team. I do think that n- nine wins, I guess overhyped in the sense that where people are putting them at 12, 12 wins, 13 yeah. wins, yeah, that that's uh, ridiculous. But when you go to, an, I think they get over nine wins. I think they get into double di- uh, digits wins uh, this season. But I don't think this is definitely a, 
a Super Bowl contending team just yet. I think Baker does need another year for them to be at that Super Bowl, uh, that Super Bowl level. But moving from uh, one uh, quarterback to another, we're going to talk about Lamar Jackson, the quarterback of the Baltimore Ravens. Prime, I'll start with you since this is your your team, of course. Can Lamar take the next step to become more of a passer and not be that runner that everybody has labeled him as? I mean, of course, man. You know, uh, this is kind of an underrated statement, but the the personnel we have of having RG3 on the team is a perfect example as you become more of a thrower and not a and not a runner. Um, RG3, you know, great rookie season, lit the league up, but was always looking to run. So even when watching Lamar, you know, people always want to say, oh, all he does is run and all this. But when you watch him play and he's rolling out the pocket and escaping the pocket, he's always looking down the field to throw the ball. His first instinct is not to run. That's just something he can do. And when you're thrown into the fire as a rookie – and your expectations is to make the playoffs being the Baltimore Ravens, and you're not coming into the season as a starter, and things is kind of getting shooken up a little bit, you're going to run. You're going to do what you know best because that's that's how you got this far. Lamar, coming from Louisville, knew how to throw the ball, throwing over 4,000 yards. Like, he can throw the ball. It's just can he do it consistently? And, you know, we got some weapons on offense now, Hollywood Brown. Uh, Mark Andrews, Hayden Hurst, uh, Mark Ingram. So all these players are going to be able to help him. So I do think he can take the next step because a lot of people don't think he will next season. So he'll open up some eyes. LQ? <laughs> um, man, I was Lamar Jackson the best, man. Uh, last year, the Ravens didn't really have that many offensive weapons. So I'm not really mad that he didn't pass the ball as much as he can. I do know he has the ability to pass and he that ah, that he just doesn't run. I, I know he has an arm and he can throw if the position presents itself. Um, speaking of throwing in the playoffs uh, against the Chargers, I believe, man. Oh, here we go. <laughs> it wasn't really a lot of throwing or passing. So uh, I just hope and pray that uh, film, you know what I'm saying? They, they learned a lot on film that game and that, Lamar can come into the season and run passing, maybe special teams if need be. Oh, <laughs> Micah. Oh, man. Well, I hope Lamar Jackson isn't uh, returning kicks or holding uh, field goals anytime soon, bro. That would be that would be sad. But uh, I think Lamar Jackson is a product of the system that John Harbaugh wants to run. Um, the midseason shift last year, you saw uh, supremely super West Coast offense run by Joe Flacco, under seven yards uh, per pass. To a Lamar Jackson system that heavily favored the run, um, a lot of run sets and stuff like that. Uh, it maximized and kind of protected his talents and everything. But I think year two in uh, off season of actually you know learning and working at his craft really helps Lamar Jackson. Um, it's different running an NFL offense, especially thrown into the fire like he was, especially trying to learn an entire new system like the Ravens kind of did on the fly, and he made it work. He got them to the playoffs. It. I mean, the Ravens are – they weren't a bad team last year, and they made the strides, I feel like, to be a better team. Um, success from Lamar Jackson this season, though, means that his playmakers will have to step up, like you guys kind of said. Uh, you you hope that Bart, that Mark Ingram is the every-down back. You hope that Mark Andrews and Hayden Hurst 
if healthy, are the two tight ends that you can put two tight ends out there and they can run pass sets. Uh, you hope Hollywood Brown is that playmaker. Uh, you hope the defense holds up and stuff like that. But if everybody comes to play for Lamar Jackson and they seem like they want to, then you'll see success from them. Yeah. Um, when Lamar Jackson came into the league last year, I wasn't a, I wasn't a big fan. I thought that he was going to be a runner and not really going to be I – just, I just saw a lot of RG3 in him, man. Um, after watching him throughout the rest of the season, and even in, in that playoff game when uh, he was finally able to get settled down in that fourth quarter, Lamar Jackson has the ability to be a passer, uh, uh, an elite passer um, in the NFL. He has a pretty good arm. He definitely is uh, – accuracy is probably the biggest thing. But besides that, he can definitely get the ball out. Um, I think he's going to have the ability to be a passer. He just didn't have the weapons to pass to, to get the separation, to try to get open. And with adding Hollywood Brown, um, he doesn't have to be very accurate. I mean, if, if he is, it's going to be a two-yard throw where Hollywood Brown can then go for a 60-something yards for a touchdown. Or Hollywood Brown is burning somebody uh, burning somebody, and he just has to get it to him. So it's going to be a fun offense. Um, there are going to be a lot of things going on. But Lamar, in his second year after coming in, I, I think it's a really big deal for somebody with Baker Mayfield and Lamar Jackson to uh, get in a situation where – you don't have to worry about, oh, I'm the backup role. You come into the offseason, you come into training camp knowing that you're QB1, that you have the ability to be um, the leader, the captain of a team. is totally different mindset than coming in as a backup. And now that everybody knows that you have the ability to be very good, I do believe that <clears> – <throat> I do believe Lamar is going to have a great uh, second year for the Baltimore Ravens. Wait, but- wait, wait. Y'all, y'all don't hear Kevin. Y'all are – Big happen for Lamar. We all knew from the second that man was drafted what time it was. <laughs> what do you mean? Tell me that he wasn't ready. What, do you, um, bro? What do you? When he came as the season is the backup. Nobody knew if, he was gonna wait, play mid season. Wait, if Joe Flacco no, didn't get we hurt, thought he, we thought if, if we Joe was Flacco gonna, didn't get yeah. hurt, Lamar would have been redshirting this whole year. Yeah, Joe Flacco got hurt mid-season. The plan was for Flacco to play this season, then dump him. The plan wasn't to dump the throw him into the fire mid mid year. Flacco so at got no hurt. Point, at no point <laughs> in the season, you guys were not prepared to pull Lamar Jackson in a in a game. Joe Flacco has bro, you gotta understand. Joe Flacco has only missed six games his whole entire career, and he tore his ACL that year. Other than that, he's played every game for the Ravens. Has not missed a start. The only time he missed a when he missed about six games, he tore his ACL midseason. That's the only time he's – So he he wouldn't have got benched and pulled. If playing the way he was playing, if he didn't get – The only way that he would have gotten benched and pulled is if the Ravens were, like, out of the playoff yeah, picture out of totally. Playoff and then, like, the last two, two, three games, you just throw him in so that it's just like, oh, get him ready for next season. But Lamar wasn't going to be playing in big games, big moments when the playoffs were still a possibility if Joe Flacco was healthy. It just wasn't going to happen. <laughs> What? Writing was on the wall. Got drafted that boy. He was going to start. Yeah, it was him to red shirt this season, not play mid season. So Flacco doesn't miss games. The plan wasn't to play him this year. (laughs) I I don't know why this is this is a conversation. (laughs) Over here, dying, bro. Go ahead. I mean, I don't know what Harbaugh would have seen in the first in six or seven weeks that he didn't see in uh, going into training camp. I mean, besides him, like, seeing more defenses, I, Lamar was basically the same player that he was in college when he first when he first came out. He didn't he didn't look that much different from uh, what he was at Louisville. So I, I don't think that 
the plan was, oh, Joe Flacco, you're going to play eight games and then Lamar's going to take over. I don't think Joe Flacco would have been rocking with that either. Joe Flacco saying, you know what, you're in the middle of a game, just go ahead and get pulled. This wasn't when, a Tyron Taylor situation. And when he got hurt, we the off record was four and five. That's about 500. He wasn't going to – and that's the middle of the season. He wasn't going to bench Joe Flacco. Now, they came in together. When Harbaugh was hired, he drafted Flacco. They – he wasn't going to bench him mid-season. Yeah, I don't know. But moving on from Lamar Jackson to the uh, Pittsburgh Steelers, uh, they've lost uh, Le'Veon Bell. He didn't play last season, so they've already, they're have already they used to playing without him. But they also lost Antonio Brown this offseason. Um, Big Ben is the only killer bee left. Uh, they have now uh, Juju Smith-Schuster and James Conner as their, uh, their number one at receiver and running back, respectively. So, LQ, I'll start with you as a Steelers fan on the pod. Is the offense going to be able to bounce back from losing both Le'Veon Bell and Antonio Brown? Bro, you heard it here first. <laughs> <laughs> we are good, bro. We are fine. Mike, I'm about to ask you this question personally. Yeah. If you could find five people to do a job of one person and give them all a dollar, or you can give one person ten dollars to do that one job. What are you gonna do? I'm gonna give uh, five people one dollar. <laughs> I was I was just wondering because that that fits in both of those situations, man. Um, AB wanted to get paid. We didn't really have the funds to pay him, so uh, we kind of got him out of there. Luckily, he wasn't Buffalo, and he could shine all he wants in Oakland. And uh, with Mr. Le'Veon Bell, man, he wanted to be the highest paid running back, and we weren't going to pay him to be the highest paid running back, so he is no longer a stealer. Um, we have Juju, Pro Bowl year last year. We have James Conner, another Pro Bowl season last year. Um, we have one of the best offensive lines in football today. So as far as the offense, uh, of course we're going to not – fall off a lot, but there is going to be some type of dissension in the offense. We might not be that high scored in pacing as we usually are, but the production will still be there as just spread it, you know, not just in one place with A.B. We could spread that ball around. I think to who? a lot. I'm sorry, what? To who? The the who question, it, it it's a great question now, but in six months when we play this back, and like, okay, okay, Dante Montecree, when you got <laughs> James Washington coming on. Deontay Johnson? Deontay Johnson. You know, it's, it's a lot, man. Vance McDonald should step up. There's no Jesse James to share targets with. So, like I said, it's, it sounds really funny now, but when we play this back in a couple months, and we'll love it. Prime? Yeah, uh, I just got one question for the, you know, for the Steelers fan. What, what was our record this year? It was it was eight seven one. All right, so you went eight seven and one this year. What was y'all record last year? Twelve and four, thirteen three, running them. So let's say y'all went twelve and four. So you went twelve and four with Big Ben, Le'Veon, and AB. And then this season, what do you go? Uh, eight seven and one. With no Le'Veon and just A B. So you're gonna tell me you're gonna be better than eight seventy eight seven and one with no Bell and no A B and just Juju? Yeah, because ah. three people make a football team. Uh it definitely did. They did when y'all went twelve and four. 
the the thing you gotta understand, uh, Ben Roethlisberger is old as hell. Uh, Juju Smith Schuster is a great receiver, you know, but we seen him as a number two. And even if he does emerge as this as a number one elite receiver, all you gotta do is double him and let Dante Moncrief beat you, and that's fine. He he couldn't. He couldn't do nothing with Andrew Luck for real. So what are you gonna do with Big Ben? He he did things with Andrew Luck. He just couldn't do anything with Blake Bortles. That's, but so why so right. why is he not on the Colts? Why is he on the Colts still? If he I, was I, don't, I don't make league decisions. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, I don't th- I don't think they're gonna be able to bounce back because you got an old quarterback and you don't have elite you don't have elite uh uh elite receivers or elite running backs. Like it's how are you gonna do this? You, I mean, you could do it by committee, but these are some young guys. You know, according to LQ, they do have three star running backs. <laughs> so uh, I don't know. Jalen Samuels, you know, he, he hasn't even scored a touchdown yet, but you know, he's a he's a starting running back in this league. So we're gonna see. We're gonna see. We're gonna see. Hey, uh, Micah. Hey, uh, all right, so I ain't too down on the Steelers, bro. LQ, I'm a, I clown you just because we we be clowning like in the group chat, whatever. But Steelers, bro. They still have their nucleus without those, you know, those three big. <laughs> without those, like, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Mike hold on. Tomlin and Big Ben, that's the nucleus. It, apparently, that is their nucleus, and they stayed with that, bro. I mean, you don't have your two, I guess, highest output players for the last maybe, like, what, three or four years, which hurts. It definitely hurts, but I don't think that drops them out of playoff contention or at least being a decent team. Um, well, actually, I think it drops them off out of playoff contention, but I don't think they're going to be a terrible team. They're not going to 6-10 it. Uh, I've been saying 8-8, eight and eight, bro, and that's what I'm thinking. Uh, it, I don't think that's a loss for y'all, but I don't see y'all winning the division. Uh, ben Roethlisberger, he still is a serviceable quarterback. He can still get the job done. I don't think he's terrible in the least bit. I'll take him over maybe about 15 other quarterbacks right now. I think he's still up there. Um, the big thing for y'all, I feel like, is your young players are going to have to step up right now. Uh, you know, the Steelers are good out of getting the maximum talent out of young players. Uh, a lot of your young players have gone on to be young all-pros, uh, young pro bowlers, which is good. Juju Schmitz-Susser is the most recent receiver out of a long line of receivers since Hans Ward to do it. Um, is he a number one? We're going to find out. Is Dante Marcrief your number two? Is James Watson your number two? We're going to find out. Uh, I mean... I think James Conner can handle the load at running back. It's just about is he going to be your third down back? Is he is Benny Snell Jr. going to end up getting carries? Is Jalen Samuels going to get carries? How's the defense going to do? And I think you guys made the right you know decisions on defense, getting guys like Devin Bush, uh, T.J. Watts going to step up in a big way. I feel like uh, you guys still got guys like Sean Davis. Shout out to UMD. Thing is, if they're just going to play well together, uh, I think they're going to be pretty average. And I don't know if that's a loss for the Steelers, but if you want to make strides and you want to get uh, possible big Ben replacement, then I don't think that's way where necessarily the franchise should be. A uh, 15th pick or a 16th pick, I don't know. There's not going to be another year where Haskins drops to 16, you feel me, or something like that. So we're going to see. Uh, Steelers are going to be decent at best. Uh, big Ben's going to be decent at best, but I think that's about it. That's crazy, Micah. Um, <laughs> so talking about the Pittsburgh Steelers, the question is, is that offense going to be able to uh, bounce back. I am a believer in James Conner. Uh, the only problem is he does have an injury, uh, issue, uh, recent uh, injury history. Obviously, we're not talking about the Kansas situation, but he did have uh, – he tore his meniscus, I believe, in college at Pittsburgh. 
um, and has some injury issues with the Steelers. So that's a problem. Uh, I do look at the wide receiver core. Uh, I mean, Juju, he's a good number two. Um, a, a, no, a great number two. I don't know what he is as a number one. Uh, Moncrief, I mean, if that's your number two, I, I don't really know what you're what you're talking about offensively, if you're being completely honest. Uh, Big Ben, we forget that Big Ben, uh, a lot of the times when uh, he's great at extending plays, but a lot of times he would extend those plays and just throw it up to AB. And AB would come down with <clears> – <throat> excuse me, AB would Every come, damn time. Every, <laughs> a, AB would come back, come down <laughs> with the ball, and it's either a touchdown or it's a first down or whatever. Is Juju going to be able to give you that? I'm not sure about that. Um, Le'Veon Bell being able to be so slow to get to find the perfect hole to get a 15, 20 yard run. Now that turns into a four or five yard run because James Conner, he's 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 a good running back, but he's a bruiser. He's just gonna keep beating you down, keep beating you down. So offensively, are they gonna be able to get back to that level of what they were with the Killer Bees? There's no possible way. Are they gonna be serviceable? I mean, maybe, but there's still a lot of questions there with uh, with the Steelers offensively. But we've gotten the questions done with each team. We're going to move into the best defense in the division. So, Mike, I'll start with you. Who do you think is the best defense in that AFC North? Man, oh, man. Uh, this is a four-team race as far as that goes. Uh, for my money and for the moves that they made, it's a possibility that the Cleveland Browns step up in that role now. The Baltimore Ravens and the Pittsburgh Steelers are great, historically great defensive teams, and that's been really their bread and butter for the last, I would say, two decades. I mean, so many great Hall of Fame-level players have come out of that. Uh, you can't discount what the Ravens did getting Earl Thomas. You can't take away what the Steelers have been doing on defense just as a unit um, just for the last decade or even two. But I like what the Browns have simply because their corner play is elite. Even without Greedy Williams playing a down, I think he's probably a top – I can say top 20 corner right now. Um, I mean, he he was straight locked down at LSU, bro. Denzel Ward is the next great corner in the NFL. Um, maybe their safety play, I don't really think it has questions. Demarius Randall's okay. Morgan Burnett can get the job done. It's not Julius uh, – not Julius, but it's not Jabril Peppers. But when you have two lockdown corners like that, all you need is a nickel to step up. So we're going to see how that goes. But having edge rushes helps out the D- the DBs a lot. I mean, Miles Garrett, he's all pro ready. Olivier Vernon is already been to a Pro Bowl, and he's destined to be, uh, once again, all pro ready. Uh, interior defense alignment, Sheldon Richardson is pretty good. I think they have, I mean, I guess their biggest thing, if you're looking at it, would be like box linebackers or linebackers, but they're not bad. We want to see some young players step up, but I think they have it all. And I think with that elite corner play, they will top out as the best defense. Prime. Of course, I'm gonna go with the Baltimore Ravens. Of course, <laughs> we have the best. Girl. We have the best secondary in the league. As far as corners, our two corners, and then the two safeties, and our slot. You got Marlon Humphrey. Jimmy Smith, then you got Earl Thomas, Tony Jefferson, then you got Tavon Young in the slot. I don't know how 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 better it gets. And then you got Brandon Carr in the rotation. He's not, you know, uh, 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 one of the top corners. But if he's coming off your bench, that's that's a good rotation that you got as far as in your secondary. And no, we don't have the big names 
uh, on the pass rusher as a pass rusher. You don't have the big names in the interior, but when when do the Ravens ever have big names coming off the edge? I mean, yes, you had Terrell Suggs, but we always had guys like Zadarius Smith, Pernell McPhee. Pernell McPhee, who we actually signed back to the Ravens. We drafted him. Uh, guys, we had Paul Kruger. All these guys you never even heard of. Come, we draft them. They come, get 10, 11 sacks, and they leave in free agency, and they don't do a damn thing when they leave. It's some <laughs> about it's some about our system where we get guys to produce. And I kind of would have went with the Browns if they didn't get rid of Greg Williams. Greg Williams was a big factor into that defense. And our defensive coordinator, Wayne Martindale, was just rated by coaches around the league, the number one defensive coordinator in the league. We just came off a number one defensive last year, and then we add Earl Thomas. So I think it's going to be us. But the, the Browns are definitely right there. They have the names. They're definitely right there. So I'll give it one A Ravens, then one B to the Browns. LQ? Yeah, bro, I don't care about none of that. Um, <laughs> we got TJ Watt. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, you're not, you're not serious right now, bro. Devin Bush, you are not serious right now. Devin Bush, now. yeah, we got we got Devin Bush and T.J. Watt for the next ten years. You know what I'm saying? So Watch this here. Even Nelson. Who's in your who? A lot of people who's don't in your, know that name. Who's in your secondary? Listen, 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 listen. That's okay. You know what I'm saying? That's okay. Artie Birds. You, listen. No more Artie. Please, please put Artie please on Hollywood. Drive. Please do it. Please no do it. Every, every, every drive. Please, man. No, no more Artie, bro. That was that was a lot to watch last year. So, like I said, shout out my boy Steve Nelson. Um, Cam Hayward is very, very underrated. Shout out my boy Big Cam, uh, Javante Hargrave. These are names that y'all going to be hearing later on throughout the season. Like I said, it may not make sense now, but trust me when I tell you this, Uncle Quan got y'all back, man. There's no way you really think that. <laughs> Marcus, Marcus Allen? Oh, yeah, shout out my boy Marcus Allen. You know what I'm saying? Shout out that boy. Boy, he can't even get on the field, though, bro. Like, Terrell Evans is in his way, bro. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Second year, Edmonds, you feel me? We, listen, bro. Not saying that we got the best division. That's not that, that's not what I'm saying. We do not have the best division, uh, best defense in the division. That definitely goes to the Ravens. But what I'm saying is, please do not sleep on them boys. Boy, they gonna be tired as hell because they gonna be on the game the whole damn game. But that's 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 something, man. I don't know about all that. Um, when I was thinking about this, uh, it was tough between the Browns and the Ravens. It's do you go with the names or do you go with the culture? And I'm going with the culture just because, like you said, a prime defense, uh, secondary wise, they have the names. The Ravens have the names, but that front seven, I don't know where they get these players from. I don't know where they got them. I don't know. I, I don't know. It's like, I don't know right, either, bro. Smith, all right. He's about to do this. He's, it's just, it's just a factory. Of just keep, it just keeps on going and it's not going to stop anytime soon. So if you put the best secondary with, a front seven that I know is going to produce every single game. It's the, it's the best defense. Yeah, uh, the Browns have the names, but at backer, I don't really know what they're doing. Um, Willie Greedy, he's still a rookie. I do think, Mike, I agree with you. He's a top 20, 25 quarter already. He, he's locked down. I would have been fine if the Redskins um, had taken him. So they still have questions, but I'm going with the culture of the Baltimore Ravens as um, as the best defense. Moving on to the best offense. I think this is going to be very, very interesting. I'll start with you, LQ. Who's the best offense of the division? Why well, you know <laughs> also, you know. Listen, listen, listen. To start this season, I will say the Cleveland Browns. 
only because of what they're looking like on paper. You have two legit number one receivers in Jarvis and OBJ. Uh, Callaway had a really good last year. Uh, I really like Njoku a lot. Um, we don't have Kareem Hunt until week nine. So that first couple weeks, I do think Nick Chubb can hold it down. Um, Baker played really good last year. I don't know if he could, you know what I'm saying, keep it going. But from what you guys say, that's good enough to be the second best quarterback in elite, I mean, division. So, you know what I'm saying? We'll see. But, yeah, let, let's go with Cleveland right now. But to end the season, we all know who's going to have the best offense in the division. Prime? It's going to be the Browns. They have the names. They have everything at the skill position is an A+. Plus. Odell, A+. Plus. Jarvis, A+. Plus. Kareem Hunt, A+. Plus. Nick Chubb, you know, you want to give him a B-. minus. Like, it's it's all there. As far as the passing game, but if we want to go straight smash mouth football, then I gotta give it to my Ravens because that's built for December and January. So I'm gonna give it to the Browns though. They got the names and Baker is definitely going. He's he's gonna do his thing this year. It's gonna be the Browns for the best offense. Michael. Oh man, I mean, I'm gonna go Browns, <laughs> but for my number two, if I was to pick a number two, bro, it's I would throw the Penguins up there, honestly, bro. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, that's that's all right. Hey, if, if if Jonah if Jonah didn't get hurt, I would agree. Wait, like, that's, so Mike, right. so Mike, the Bengals at number two. Who's at number three? Ah man, I would have to go Steelers, bro. I don't, I don't. <laughs> I love Lamar, bro, but it, putting them as the worst offense, I guess, if we want to say that, doesn't mean that they won't be effective and productive in what they do. I feel like I don't see Lamar Jackson having a thirty-five hundred yard passing season like Andy Dalton probably will if he stays healthy just because of stats and A.J. Green and Tyler Boyd. Um, Rushing-wise, I'll have more rushing yards than the Bengals, but let's not act like Joe Mixon isn't a great running back. No, he's a, yeah, he's a good running he's back. He's a great running back, I feel like. Um, oh, yeah. So, yeah, Joe Mixon is a great running back still. Um, yes, the offensive line, I mean, it's getting, I would say, up there in the age. I guess the biggest thing you would have out there is uh, Cordy Glenn, who used to be the uh, tackle for the uh, Buffalo Bills. But you still have Tyler Eifert at tight end and stuff like that. Uh, I, you know, I just don't think that would be terrible if anything fails for the Bengals. It'll definitely be the defense. Their offense, it'll they'll keep them somewhat competitive in something or something like that. But the Cleveland Browns will have the best offense in the division. Uh, we kind of know why, I guess, by name wise. Um, I think Baker Mayfield will definitely take that next step. I think Odell and Jarvis having them together with their old receivers coach, which is pretty important. Will help manage Evo uh, ego, uh, kind of like checks and balances, things like that. Not letting them get too out of control. Not none of the diva stuff. Um, getting, <clears throat> excuse me, getting Kareem Hunt back later in the season is really going to help out, especially during that cold weather, uh, <clears throat> that cold weather time. Just because, I mean, we all know how it gets in the AFC North as far as those cold weather games go. In November, December, January, it's snowing everywhere you go in that division. There's no indoor stadiums. There's none of that. You can't escape it. It's going to be windy, nasty, raining, snowing, whatever you will call, whatever you want to call it. Having got having a three running back system, if you count Duke Johnson as a receiving back or putting them in a slot, flexing them out, whatever, it's going to create problems. And not just to mention, they still got David and Joku. So, I guess the biggest thing you say for the Cleveland Browns is, and what I've been saying all along, is continuity. If they can all mesh well together, then I feel like they'll have the best offense. Yeah, this is this is a Browns. Um... The Browns are winning this easy. They have the names. They have the solid players, too. Running backs are pretty tough. I, I don't think there's any real question right now. Um, 
you did bring up a good point where it, when it's playoff time and it's it's a little bit colder and you need you need to get your big time uh big time boots on get just smash mouth football just on the ground running you got mark ingram who's going to be very good for that but also believe that nick chubb can be that for the browns so i'm going to give um the browns the edge here um next we're moving to qb rank so i want to we're going to rank the qbs in this division from one to four micah i'll start with you on this uh man uh baker one ben roethlisberger two just three and four bro I think Lamar Jackson is three simply because of what he'll be able to do, um, the strides he will make. And it's not to say that Andy Dalton's a bad quarterback at your fourth spot, but I just think that he is the kind of QB that Kirk Cousins is. And when the talent is not there and when he's not playing well, he is very average to, I would say, slightly below average. Uh, He doesn't make the most of bad situations, which I feel like the three quarterbacks ahead of him do. If you ask Lamar Jackson to make the most of a bad offensive line, he's going to scramble for that joint and get 700 yards like he did. Ben Roethlisberger is notorious for shedding all blocks. He never had a terrible offensive line, but he can make a play when need be. And I feel like Baker Mayfield has the quarterback intelligence and the star power enough just at quarterback just to make things happen on the field. So I will go Baker at one, Ben Roethlisberger at two, Lamar at three, and Andy Dalton at four. LQ? At number one, I have the two-time Super Bowl uh, champion, three-time Super Bowl appearing Ben Roethlisberger. Uh, at number two, it's a uh, it might be hard to hear for some, but uh, I got Andy Dalton at two. You know, I, I like to get the proof you guys at one and two. <laughs> you know, so uh, between Baker and Lamar Jackson, if I was starting a franchise today, I would pick Lamar Jackson. So that would make <laughs> Baker Mayfield the fourth best quarterback in the NFC North. <laughs> I mean, come on, man. We got to be realistic on this show. Man. All right, we're going to be realistic. <laughs> you know, this is my favorite team. But we're going to go Baker at number one. Baker. Right. He's the best quarterback in the AFC North right now. That's just what it is. Not saying my man can't be better in the future, but if we got to go off right now, the facts are the facts. He's the best quarterback in the division right now. Number two, we're going to go Lamar Jackson, all right? I ain't uh, mad. He's a dual threat, and when, like you said, the play break down, he, he's still looking down the field. He, look, he, you've seen it last year. He, he does what he got to do. Number three, Big Ben. Not saying that, you know, like I said, Big Ben's still top ten. Big Ben still get it done. He led the league in. In uh, passing yards, so you know, then we got Andy Dawn at number four. He's just he'd had his chances so many times of winning the division, making the playoffs, can't get it done. So he's at number four. Uh, we're going with Baker number one. Um, we're going with Big Ben number two. Uh, I just want to see Lamar have the ability to be able to pass. Uh, at a consistent level, and I think with him getting a full offseason and a full season at quarterback, we'll see that coming back next year. Big Ben is not going to be number two for me. Um, Lamar's at number three just because of what I said. And then Andy at <clears throat> Andy at number four. But, LQ, I want to go back to you with why Baker <laughs> was not – because we, we, can't, we can't, like, skip just skip over that. We, hey, yeah. Everybody else had him at number one. 
LQ, why did you have Baker at number four? Baker Mayfield hasn't played 16 games in this league yet. And so you play 16 games in this league, and we can see what you can do week in, week out, good weeks, bad weeks. Then we know the true measure of you as a quarterback. We know the real Andy Dalton. Some games he's going to give you 403 touchdowns. The next week he might have 180 and one touchdown. We, we don't know what we're getting out of Baker Mayfield. I don't trust it. It looked good, but you also seen his record against winning teams. That's one in five. You you don't know how that's going to translate. So, like I said, I was comfortable, and it came between Lamar and Baker, and I just prefer Lamar in that situation. So, by process of elimination, Baker Mayfield is the worst quarterback in the North. And then with uh, Andy Dalton, number two. Yeah. He's like I said, we, we know the real Andy Dalton. It's like he's not a catfish. Baker could be a catfish. You you don't know what you're getting out of him, bro. Uh, I mean, all right. I got we got our QB at least, right at least you got at least you got Andy Dalton's resume to look at. Like I said, you got the good, the bad, and the ugly with Baker. You got some good, mostly good, but his bad games, we don't even we don't even talk about those. Like it, it doesn't happen. So we'll see. I, he is a winner, and we have seen him win a lot in college. And the Heisman and everything else. So we'll see. All right. Um, moving on to uh, my favorite part of the pod. Uh, we're going to get our rankings for each team, giving uh, the record and where, where each team is going to end up. Uh, before we get to that, before the pod started, actually, uh, Prime brought up a good point. And uh, I want you to start with your rankings, but also want you to bring up your point about the Steelers and when, when it came to best offense, best defense, and best QB. So, number one, we just got respect. We got to put some respect on my team, man. All right? I don't know. All these rankings out here got us going eight and eight and all this. Come on. How do we get – I I don't. we didn't take any losses. Yeah, we lost C.J. Mosley, but this is the Raven way. We're going to replace him. And our offense did get better. So, if our defense got better and our offense get better, I don't know how our record is taking a hit. So, as, as of right now, we are number one in the AFC North. Uh, number two, you got the Cleveland Browns. Number three, you got the Pittsburgh Steelers. And number four, you got the Cincinnati Bengals. LQ? Uh, Steelers one, Ravens two, Browns <laughs> three, Bengals four, man. It's pretty easy, bro. It's pretty easy. I, I've given every reason this whole pod while I see the way things they are. So, But I have, I just have a quick question. I, absolutely, sir, Prime. <laughs> you don't have the best quarterback. You don't have the best defense. You don't have the best offense. You don't have the best special teams as far as kickers. You don't have the best head coach. You don't have – you're not number one in any of the rankings that we did today. So how are you <laughs> going to be the best team in the, in the division? How is that going to work? As a collection of talent and a whole football team group that's been around each other for years, the head coach that we have that everybody else doesn't have, the quarterback that we have that everybody doesn't have, I I just feel like everything that we have is significantly better than what everyone else has. Significantly? You wasn't number one in any of the rankings that we did. That's us ranking them, sir, Brian. This isn't reality. We're going to see what really happens in the league this season. This isn't September. 
This is us just talking about it on our cool little pod in July. <laughs> yeah, <Y'all> geek, bro. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey man. bro. Hey, uh, like, go ahead. Hey, I feel everything y'all are saying, but uh, my one and two are interchangeable with the same record. I feel like, uh, well, maybe not the same record, maybe a one game difference, but it'd either be a combination of the Ravens and Cleveland. One of them, they either Cleveland gets one, Baltimore gets one, but that's my one and two. Um, Pittsburgh at three, eight and eight. That's cool, but it ain't getting you. That top spot <laughs> in the AFC North, bro. I respect it. You feel me? But that's just what you, when I'm seeing, bro. Like y'all might win half y'all games. Yeah, I might just lose a meeting. So eight and eight. That's cool. Shout out to y'all. Uh, Cincinnati Bengals. Uh, I think it's. I mean, they went six and ten last year. It might be time for them to get a nice little four and twelve going. Maybe a five and eleven. Uh, their talent, as the years have matriculated, have gotten older and they kind of lost pieces here and there that might have got them four more wins a couple more years ago so uh they might repeat at six and ten they might say forget it let's just tank it out and let's get our guy so uh between four wins and six wins for the Cincinnati Bengals but that it's time it's time for them they gotta break what they have up yeah um number one I still haven't made my I'm going with. I guess I'm I'm going with the Baltimore Ravens. I'm not I'm not a hundred percent on that. Uh, I think Cleveland, if Baker's able to just put yeah. it together, I, I think they will run away with the division. Um, three and four also was kind of a struggle for me too. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh yes, bro. We we talked about it. Uh, I mean, I looked at the roster. It's a eventually Big Ben is going to have to fall off. He's not Tom Brady like. He, oh, he, it's that's true. he's more of a he's more of an Eli Manning that he is a Tom Brady. Oh. So he, he's not going to keep getting better with age. So there's going to be a year that he falls off. Is this going to be the year? Maybe not. Maybe next year. But he doesn't have a lot of weapons on offense. Um, the defense is still y- young. I mean, it's a good defense, but it's still very young. He's still missing Ryan Shaves there. Kind of flipped this defense on on its head there. So. I went with the Pittsburgh Steelers at number three out of respect. I had them at eight and eight, but then I just looked back. I think they're going to be six and ten. Uh, I don't. I don't think they're going to be a very. <laughs> finish, bro. Finish. I don't think it's going to be a. I don't think it's going to be a very good season for them. Um... Go ahead, bro. Go ahead, bro. Go ahead. Bro. Um, <laughs> yeah, but losing losing a uh, top. A top two wide receiver and a top five running back at the time, you just you're going to get worse. And with losing a great linebacker in Shazier, I just think everything is going to implode. Uh, this is going to be Mike Tomlin's second to last year. He's not going to get fired this year, but next year he's going to get fired. And then rounding off, thanks for two. We <laughs> rounding <laughs> off, we have the Cincinnati uh, Cincinnati Bengals. Any last minute comments on um, this AFC North division that is definitely going to be going to be very very fun. Uh, just one. I don't. If anybody gets double digit wins in this division, I mean, I wouldn't say it's a surprise, but it's going to be especially during the divisional games. It's going to get real tough. It's going to be a lot of eight and eight, nine and seven. A ten to six is a great season for anybody in the AFC North. I feel like I don't think anybody reaches that eleven, twelve, thirteen win season. Nah, for sure. Who Mike say this? This is going to be. Even though we all have the Bengals at four. 
none of the other three teams can just go into the play the Bengals and think they're just gonna you know roll over for any of us. Like the Bengals are gonna come to play. Uh, the Bengals, even when they were zero and sixteen, one and fifteen, they used they came and played. It was games that my Ravens were down 14, 17 points because we kept taking them lightly and we had to come back just to get a win. So the Bengals definitely gonna come to play. The winner, whoever gets to ten and six, is gonna win the division. I agree. Any last thoughts, LQ? This this pod is gonna sound way <laughs> better in February. <laughs> that's that's all I'm saying. This is gonna sound way better in February. I know I done saying it some wild things, and it sounds really wild and crazy. But just just ride with me, y'all. Just ride. With me. <laughs> do you, do you have the Steelers making the playoffs? Absolutely, without question. Oh. And then where where does their run end? Um. I don't. See I guess like I'll be wherever you, wherever you like meet the Patriots. I'm assuming. Ab- absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. Like I'm not. I'm not going to argue that fact. You know what I'm saying? It so, is what it is. Divisions. They don't. They don't got Gronk, so we'll see. But I. I do think that we'll win the division or get that wild card, whether it's just the first or the second spot. And I do see two teams coming out the north. I don't know if that'll be us. I mean, us and the Ravens or us and the Browns, but we'll we'll see. Prime, uh, where do you have the Ravens ending off since you have them winning the division? It really just depends, man. Like, let's say we win a division and we take care of business in the first round. Do we play the Patriots in the second round? I think we we are one of the teams that usually have the Patriots number. Uh, Get after Tom Brady, make life difficult. Uh, If we match up against, like, the Chiefs or some in the second round, uh, then we'll probably – we're going to go ahead and probably take that L second round. But if we can meet the Patriots in the second round, because we usually have success against them in the playoffs, then I definitely got us going to the AFC Championship. But I would, do not know what happens after that. My God, hey, we, we, uh, got, we got the, we got oh. the Ravens week one. So, you know what I'm saying? Oh, it's Ravens week one? That's a quick channel. Oh, nah, let's we, go. Nah, we play, we play the, uh, we play the Dolphins uh, first week of this. I season. mean, that's fine. Ain't nobody really watching y'all anyway. But. You know what I'm saying? National TV, <laughs> NBC, Thursday night game, the first Thursday night game of the year. You know what I'm saying? We we in Foxborough. Why are they putting out that banner? You know what I'm saying? A little motivation for us. You feel me? So, uh, hey, we'll see I y'all. can't, I can't, I can't yeah, wait I play to that, see that 34-13 to onslaught by the Patriots. Yeah, I played the Patriots' first game, bro. What's up? Hell. Chris Collinsworth going to be frying, y'all. You heard it here first. <laughs> I, I I feel us winning with a score of twenty seven to twenty. How y'all gonna hold against the Patriots? How y'all put up twenty seven points? That... <laughs> how y'all put up twenty seven points, bro? <laughs> <laughs> One touchdowns, bro. It's a lot. It's a lot. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, their defense, their defense uh, gonna score. TJ Watt. <laughs> that's 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 the only way. Devin Bush. <laughs> hey, they got Devin Bush. I mean, that's all that matters, right? Yeah, we got Devin Bush. We got Devin Bush. <laughs> Devin Bush. <laughs> Shout out Devin Bush, bro. Shout out Devin Bush. Uh, Michael, with um, who you you had the Browns winning the division or the Ravens? Yeah, uh, for argument's sake, I'll say the Browns. And where uh, where do you have the Browns uh, ending up? If they get a wild card and they get a bad draw on a wild card, they may just end right there. Uh, a divisional round, uh, I don't see them going past that. If they win that wild card, I mean, most likely it'll be a combination of cheats and pats. So take that as you may. Uh, they're not ready for that yet at all, in my opinion. So 
it ends in the divisional round, but they might get caught in the wild card just because I don't think they're that team yet. Yeah, they they the type of team, man. They hit that wild card. They too excited. Yeah, yeah. the world done. Yeah. The world done. They go. They go to Miami yeah. for the weekend. Get on a get on the boat. Get on a boat. <laughs> nice little free time, and next thing you know, yeah. they get blown out thirty five nothing by the damn Jaguars. Oh, <laughs> yeah. it's gonna be the, the Bills. It's gonna be the Bills. Oh wait, wait, wait. Time about <laughs> older. If they meet the Texans or the Colts in a wild card, I'm sorry, bro. Oh yeah, they're yeah. they're done. It, they're, they're, they're done, they're bro. Done. It's it's a quick wrap for Baker and them boys. Um. I don't know why. I, I like this Ravens team. I just like the, what they've been doing. Um, I could see that they, they could be an AFC championship team. Like, if, Le, if Lamar is just, uh, like. He don't uh, deck it, bro. He yeah, exactly. It. He, he, don't crash. Like, you're going to be you're gonna be fine. That defense is just nasty. Like, Earl, how, bro. How, how exactly are you supposed to throw on that defense? That's, that's the real question. Who is the weak link that you're going to be like, oh, we're going to go at him and exploit? You can't, and, and hey. I think I think that's that's like a winning recipe for for a- AFC championship. Uh, if it comes down to the Chiefs, I just think that they have so much offense. Uh, losing uh, losing Hunt though, that does affect a lot um, with their the way their offense flows. Uh, but if they're able to get maybe a Patriots or you get Texans or Colts, I could see them beating any other team in the AFC uh, besides probably I would say the Patriots and the Chiefs, but. If they catch the Patriots on one of them days, it, you could find the Ravens back in that AFC championship game. But I think that's going to wrap up uh, this podcast. It's very, very fun. Uh, AFC North is a wrap. We'll be back for another divisional preview. We're going through NFC East next week. Nah. <laughs> oh, nah. Mike, Mike, that's nah. the punk, bro. They, they not, NFC right. East on Wednesday. They're they not ready yet. They're not, they, they, they not ready yet. Oh, Lord. We got to cool it. We got to cool it. <laughs> Let me get Trent Williams back first, then we can talk. Hey, no, nah, but yeah, we'll probably we'll, we'll we'll have an NFC team on Wednesday. Probably we'll probably get the NFC East out the way. Talk about them Redskins. Uh, but for Mike, for Micah, for Prime, and for LQ, we'll see you on the next episode. Peace. <laughs>